podcast number 33, June 9th, 2022. Greetings, everyone. I am Paula Bach, author of Rescue the Teacher, Save the Child. This podcast follows the written version of my blog with additional extemporaneous thoughts and editorials. I might add that the blog was posted yesterday. This time I added a local education site to my posting. (laughs) Today's feedback from what I am assuming are parents was not positive. Please listen to all of this podcast, which will be followed by some of the negative posts I received. Of course, the people who posted them will be anonymous. I hope these caustic viewpoints will better enable you to understand why our educational system is broken. So read my blog and now listen to my podcast to have a complete understanding of today's message. And what is today's message? Stopping angry children from becoming dangerous adults. This blog podcast is dedicated to the families of Uvalde who ask hourly why. I might insert here also that one of the comments that came back to me is that I was trying to sell a book on murdered children. Such could not be farther from the case. My book, in a capsule version, includes the education community and how we all can come together and help every child become a better learner and a better citizen of our world community. So, Let's continue. The kindergarten children stood in a circle, ready to play a game. One child did not appear to understand, but instead placed herself in the middle of the circle. This elicited whispers and giggles from the other children. The girl's face contorted with innocent confusion upon hearing the laughter from the others. She was nonverbal, placed in a classroom in the name of inclusion, Yet at this moment, this precious child could not have felt more obscure. The teacher tried to coax the lost student back into the circle, but the little girl appeared frozen in time. Approaching this frightened child, the teacher noticed the untied sash of her dress. With a swift motion, the teacher tied the sash and stepped back into the circle. But there is always that one kid who cannot let a situation such as this go to waste. For the sake of argument, let's just call her Julie. Julie pointed her wicked, obtuse finger and snickered at the poor little girl, who was now completely unable to move. What a golden moment for Julie to exact her mischief. She confidently strolled to the center of the circle with one objective. Using all her might and with one enormous yank, At the tied sash, Julie attempted to untie it, much to the amusement of the others. Only Julie did not comprehend her own strength as the sash lay on the ground, completely ripped from the dress. Now even more laughter at the expense of this poor child unable to comprehend the ugliness of the moment. Julie never dreamed the sash could be ripped off but the outcome, with the class's approval, seemed worthy of the untimely yank. The kindergarten teacher immediately hushed the children, stepped hurriedly toward the little girl, and comforted her. Then the teacher turned to Julie, walked slowly toward her, and bent down so her face was within inches of Julie's eyes. 
The teacher whispered these words with an intensity coming from deep within. That was the meanest thing I've ever seen. I can't believe you would try to hurt this child. You should be ashamed of yourself. The above is a true story. At this point, you might ask how I knew what the teacher said. I was that horrible child, Julie. I perpetrated the appalling act of teasing a mentally challenged child in a kindergarten classroom over 50 years ago. My eyes welled up with huge tears which prohibited me from seeing anyone's face. As I reflect on this moment, I share the same tears now. Convicted and overwhelmed with guilt and embarrassment, I immediately felt remorse, but it was too late. The little girl cried out with a frenzy of tears. She was not to be consoled. What had I done? So why share this story now? If my kindergarten teacher had not immediately addressed my dreadful behavior in such a dramatic way, I truly believe my future would have been destined with similar actions. If my parents hadn't scared me with punishment for my misdeeds, I would have no reason to filter my words or curb my actions. I demonstrated mean, angry, and aggressive traits, not unlike most children. My family and my village made it their duty to not only change my behavior, but also remind me why it is important to be kind. I believe, as a four-decade educator, the lack of parents and teachers to pronounce immediate consequences for misbehavior is a direct result in abusive conduct beginning with childish bullying and ending with felony homicide adults. I might assume here that that would be one of the reasons for the negative feedback from what I believe to be parents. So let me read it to you again, because I still stand by it. I believe the lack of parents and teachers to pronounce immediate consequences for misbehavior is a direct result in an abusive conduct beginning with children bullying and ending with adults committing felony homicides. My writing hit a wall with the Uvalde massacre. Every night I wrestled with what I, a teacher of 46 years, could share so this would never happen again. After weeks of contemplation, this is what I know. In order to stop these senseless killings of our innocent children, there is no one solution. But my friends, and I plead with you here, there is one response which needs immediate implementation. And that response, consequences. Or when I was teaching in the classroom, I would often refer to it as the ugly C word. Social justice practices put into place in some of our largest cities have birthed a lawlessness people of my generation have never witnessed. In recent years, the criminal gained more rights than the victim. Thugs who create havoc in America's cities with little to no consequence of punishment have created an apathy amongst those who have the power to govern but choose not to in the name of social justice. How do we produce long-term positive results in the raising and educating of our headstrong children? It comes down to this simple rule. 
Children must learn to take ownership of their misconduct and thereby alter their negative responses. And who are assigned to the task? Well, first and foremost, parents. And again, that arrow must have landed. Parents, do not allow your child to disrespect you or his siblings, ever. Start with your toddler and provide loving, swift consequences for your child's misbehavior. Encourage your children to experience a relationship with God. When your children enter the school system, allow and encourage their teachers and coaches to discipline inappropriate behavior. Who is the second group that have this task? Of course, teachers. Classroom management is paramount to learning. You have the right and the expectation that all your students will treat you with respect. And if they don't, your ability to hand out appropriate and consistent consequences will determine your success or lack thereof. Thirdly, administrators, please support classroom teachers in this new culture of insubordination exhibited by both parents and students. Be the administrator kids do not want to see when they are in trouble. Be the administrator parents will not approach to complain about a teacher because they understand your loyalty to your staff. And finally, university education departments. Please, please start teaching classroom management as a vital part of the curriculum. If your professors have not spent at least five years in the public school classroom within the past seven years, change your philosophy. Hire those who know how to navigate today's challenging classrooms. Pedagogical knowledge cannot be imparted by a teacher who does not comprehend how to get the class to listen. And to the Uvalde families, I... I want to plead with you, I do not want to oversimplify implementation of any program as a cure-all. I cannot fathom the pain, sorrow, and anger you are experiencing. But I believe with my heart that your beautiful children did not die in vain. It is my prayer that this tragedy of epic proportion will encourage parents and teachers of America to stop angry children from becoming dangerous adults. Over 50 years ago, my kindergarten teacher took the time to admonish and enlighten me that my poor behavior was not ever acceptable in her classroom. I've had others along my education journey who corrected my worldviews on religion, race, and ethnicity. Be that parent, teacher, or administrator who fearlessly enforces decency, respect, and practices the golden rule on a day-to-day -day basis. Oh, and speaking of the golden rule, it is a part of my book, Rescue the Teacher, Save the Child, Finding the Missing Puzzle Piece in Public Education, The Golden Rule. And just for those of you who might need a gentle reminder, it's about treating others the way you want to be treated. And it's found in every major religion in the world. So I proposed the Golden Rule Project. I won't go into it right now, but if you go to my blog, it is linked to my last podcast on the Golden Rule Project. Please link to the podcast and give a listen if you haven't. This project could be implemented in schools as early as this fall. And yes, I did write a book 
called Rescue the Teacher, Save the Child. And I still stand by that book as being fantastic, <laughs> even if I have to say so myself. You can find it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Those are both linked on the blog. Order your copy today. It has all five-star ratings, winning the 2020 Top Shelf Nonfiction Book Award. And here's a review from Amazon. I like the honesty and transparency of the author. She has a heart for teachers and students alike and is trying to help through revealing her unfortunate circumstances. Oh, yes, I had some unfortunate circumstances. Won't go into it now, but you can read all about it. Here's a better idea. Contact me. My email is rescuetheteacher at yahoo.com. That's rescuetheteacher, all one word, at yahoo.com. And I will help any school board or school district implement the Golden Rule Project and or conduct a faculty book study of Rescue the Teacher, Save the Child. So, as you can imagine, that was posted yesterday. And on an educational site, and again, I will not give you the names of the people who posted, to um, protect the guilty, but uh, here are four of them. Here's the first one. Also, do you realize that the children who get swift consequences from educators and parents who don't take time to understand that child and their actions are the ones that often become school shooters? They are lonely and misunderstood. Well, we can argue that. I don't think that's necessarily true. In fact, I think it's just the opposite. When children are not given consequences, they continue with their faulty ways. Here's the next one. Wow, I can't get behind this at all. So much judgment and so many assumptions. I'd love to invite you to speak with some child psychologist or psychiatrist and spend some time working with children who are neurodiverse. Neurodiverse, that's a new one. I'm sorry, kids are kids, especially when they are young children. And to believe that psychiatrists and psychologists are the answer to today's problems in education, well, perhaps. Perhaps. If, here's the third one, if a teacher talked to my kid in this way, Paula here thinks is appropriate, all hell would break out. Using humiliation to make kids fall in line is horrible and the exact recipe for creating mass shooters. Wow. So no wonder today's teachers are afraid to give consequences when you get this sort of a response. And here's the last one. I am appalled by this blog article. At most, I'd consider it a weak opinion piece. There's no supporting evidence to support this position at all, and there's mountains of evidence that show how damaging this kind of discipline is to children. Kids need love and understanding. We need to get to the root cause of their behaviors. We don't need to be belittling, humiliating, embarrassing them, and whatever else this person thinks is appropriate punishment. I don't want any teacher like this around my kids. Empathy goes a long way, and it appears that adults need to learn that too. You know, I'm very careful about replying to comments such as this, so I didn't. But I would reply, thank you for making my point. Thank you for thinking that humiliating, belittling, embarrassing kids is inappropriate punishment. 
and thank you for the resounding comment, I don't want any teacher like this around my kids. Empathy goes a long way and it appears that adults need to learn that too. Well, it's been fun actually reading these. I did write back and I responded to those, what I would call haters. And I simply said that they needed to fact find my book and, and please take the time to do so. And I also reminded them that according to Business Insider, education in the United States is ranked 27th in the world. Is that really something that we want to wave a flag saying that we're doing everything that we can? Is that something that we want to rely on for our children? That there are 26 other countries in the world that are educating their kids better than ours? So I stand by what I said, and it comes down simply to this. Don't be afraid to give consequences. Thank you for your time. I would really encourage you to subscribe, even if you don't agree. And I appreciate comments. I even told the people that uh, commented on this um, blog that uh, I, I appreciated their comments. And, and I understand they're being skeptical. So please, comments are welcomed. Support is welcomed. <laughs> and I'm an advocate for education. And I can't get much traction unless I get more subscribers. So please go ahead and subscribe today. Thank you, everybody.